Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and I'm joined this morning by Kath Smythe and she is from the Cowie Horticultural Society. Good morning, Kath. Good morning. How are you today? I'm pretty feisty. Yeah, I know. I noticed you're all, <laughs> all revved up. Must well, been out shoveling snow since four well, or something. No, it's called driving in it. Why do people not turn <laughs> their car lights on? That's the only comment I'm going to make. Well, well, I think a lot of it is with the new cars and you'll see it even when you're driving at nighttime is... We have this daytime running light thing on yeah. your car. So people, it feels like you have your headlights on, but then your taillights are off. Exactly. And I think that's something the car manufacturer's got to figure out. Or if you have the auto, just leave it in auto on your car. But yeah, no, it's a, a pain. And no one knows that flashing lights means your headlights aren't on. That was that's the old a, days, yeah, right? That we used was to flash your yeah. lights and then your headlights were on. Now they just look around for radar. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> they'll think you're just flashing them, but no, no, I'm. Yeah, if I'm, but if the I'm snow, flashing. the snow is really good for our ground. Absolutely, no, this oh. is good snow. Lots of moisture in it. It's a little bit heavier snow than. It's not real light, so it's uh, it's not uh, snow that you can use to play with your blower per se. You got to get out and shovel it. I noticed a, na- a guy out shoveling this morning, and he was had brought his blower, and he didn't have his big shovel, so he was working hard. Yeah, no. And if you're <laughs> if you're looking, uh, I noticed all the it is that time. It's December the second already. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we got our Christmas trees in, and people are going crazy. And we actually had a actually real cute little family. They came in. As when they all came in with red and plaid, um, red and black plaid jackets and yes. toques all matching, yeah. and uh, photographers following them with Christmas tree box and some stuff. So they used our store as a little bit of a prop. They did uh, their family Christmas tree photos at the store, so it was well, very it's, cute. Like, really, it's really that nice. time of year. Yeah. And I think the millennial, the next generation, and coming up. I, I, we need to create more experiences. So even going to buy a Christmas tree. That's right. It's Turn a, into experience. You, who wants to sit in front of a computer and order something online and get your tree delivered? Like you got to go pick it out, do it, all that other fun stuff. Because I'm sitting at home in the basement, clicking something, and a tree but shows up. But then you up. don't get the smell of the tree. Yeah, no, no. I did a class yesterday, and everybody walked into the area and went, "Oh, it smells so nice." In Absolutely there. no. I, yeah. When you're in there all the time, we had, I had tons of that yesterday. Yeah. People saying, "Oh, it smells," but when you're in there all day, you kind of you lose the you don't smell it as ba- as much. So yes, um, yeah, it smells phenomenal. And, it does. It uh, and does. If you're looking for trees, we got lots where you can shop out of the snow. Ours are covered, but that's still cold. We're in the greenhouses, but they're not heated, so the trees are nice and fresh. And uh, well, I I look at the uh, well. I I was commenting to you about Colin at plantation and yeah. his. Trees are outside, and I get a kick out of his family pictures when he's hauling trees home for people, and they put them on a, they it's a neighborhood store. Yeah. And they put the tree on a little red wagon, and they take it home. I think that's so neat. Yeah, Colin does a good job. So yeah. if you're in the north, go yeah. visit Colin there. He does a good job, good selection of trees. Um, always a good fella there. Him and I chat all the time. Yes. About different things. So And greens this year. Man, everyone's doing the outdoor pots. Yes, and uh, <laughs> and which is great. We uh, I know our designers at the store and uh, are just pumping them out like crazy, um, doing the balls, the Grinch trees, the regular pot arrangements, and, uh, and not the cannabis pot, just the regular nice. <laughs> got to come up with the name. You got to clarify out- outdoor, this outdoor uh, balcony pots or porch, porch pots. Po- porch pots. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're called. That's what they are. But, uh, you know, lots of the birch trees and all that kind of stuff. And 
And I only bring in Frazier furs. And I know Colin was saying he brings in 90% Frazier as well. I used to bring in the balsam and stuff like that, but they just, I find they lose a lot more needles and they just don't stand up as as long in the in our dry climate. So it's uh, Fraser fur. Yeah, that's, that's the, the best one. It, yeah. it, I, I've brought them all in, and uh, and uh, and I just find that that's what holds us. But I the like one that, fur in general, most absolutely. of the furs. You don't see very many pine Christmas trees. I mean, the Scotch pine no. are horrible. Yeah. Um, we used to, <laughs> but the, if you're getting a fresh cut tree, the most important thing is that fresh cut. Just before you set it up, like within a, like six, eight hours, take an inch, minimum of an inch off the bottom because a, a good, healthy Fraser fur is going to drink one to two liters a day for the first six, seven days. And, and it's amazing. Like it's always still amazing how fast they, the because they almost come back to life. You bring them in the house, they're still a living tree. They just don't have the roots anymore. <laughs> so, but as soon as you bring them back in, they think, hey, it's warm and growing again. And they just, and that's when you re-moisturize them, rehydrate right. them. Rehydrate. And, and then your tree will last. Those first five, six days are so important just to rehydrate the tree and get all that moisture back up into it. And then you have no issues. You have way less needles and all exactly. the good stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have lots of larger trees. I know it's a couple of the, the lots along McLeod Trail that have lost shorter, those six-footers. We have lots of the seven, eight, nine, ten-foot trees. But it's amazing how many homes, and we had a guy in yesterday, they were looking. It was funny. And then all of a sudden, he's, I show him one big one. It's like 12 feet. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a bad boy. He goes, I want that one. So it's Yeah, kinda... my dad used to have to tie ours to the to the curtain rods and my i can still hear them back and forth about that's going to pull the curtains down <laughs> no and you need a good stand so um yeah. and and we do we carry the cinco stands with the four bolts for those big ones and that it, it does make all the difference so and got a, a text in here from pat he goes i think i'm going to try one of your fraser furs this year support small business thanks pat i appreciate that a lot and that is uh Pat, who uh, likes to send pictures of bread, haven't has been a couple. Oh, of weeks. that bread man! Yeah, oh. Pat, that nice, uh, nice uh, pictures of bread, and he's he's brought it in for us a couple of times, so it's always uh, enjoyable. Hey, so if, Pat, if you're coming down to the garden center to get some trees, maybe bring a loaf of bread with you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, does that mean I have to follow you? Yeah, home? you have to come buy your tree there too. <laughs> okay, there you go. No, I have three trees, so yeah. I have to deal with them. Do you do artificial or? I do. I used to do fresh, but then I acquired a dog. Yeah. And she regarded the water thing as a water bowl. Yes. And then she would drool it all over the house yeah. and sleep on the couch with it. Yeah, we do one of each. Um, Carolyn, my wife, she sets one up early and uh, she did this year. She changed the theme a little bit. This year, she, it's a white tree flocked. Um, she did black and silver with a top hat on. It looks awesome. Um, and then we do the traditional one with all yeah. the kids' ornaments and stuff like that as well. So it's uh, always been one of our, uh, our our finally things that uh, Carolyn's always done, the, the designer-type tree. And, oh, yes. And yeah. then I do the traditional. Well, I have one tree with all birds on it, and I have a tree. <laughs> That's I, like- yeah, I'm sorry. I understand, Carolyn. <laughs> yeah, no, my uh, my Aunt Lenny, she has a Christmas, and actually all the ladies in my family today, they go to her house, and they do a ornament exchange. It's been going on for like 30 years. Oh, um, wow. So the the Coombs ladies, they do an ornament exchange, and it's, and Isn't it's it been... Isn't it funny a, how the ornaments become so much about it, 
about Christmas and the remembering and Absolutely. what the memories they trigger. <clears throat> I know, and my daughter, Jaden, like she's so much into it. And I'm actually really proud of her this year. She's really gotten in. She's been working at Spruce Meadows at our at our tent there. And today's the last day of that, oh. of Spruce Meadows. Can't believe three weekends have gone by already. Wow. And uh, That's a busy market. But Jaden... Uh, and she's uh, been doing her Christmas shopping there, and she's really getting into it. So oh, it's sort of oh, into fun. the spirit of giving. So it's, uh, and she's been working hard. So uh, good on you, Jaden, on that kind of fun stuff. So, and Mike sent in a text. He goes, "Love the pine Christmas tree, but my family thinks they look like Charlie Brown." <laughs> they do, um, but I, I agree, Mike. There's some things about a, a, just a natural jack pine. I, I remember we used to get some. Off one of the First Nations. This, yes, I was going to say the Forest bring, I can't remember the guy's yeah. name. He used to bring them out to us. Um, great gentleman. He would uh, bring, cut down some jack pines for us and bring them into the garden center. Uh, we just haven't had much demand. And the pine, like they said, the scotch pine, the farmers ended up painting them with a green paint. And it was just... I don't know. It just really takes the luster. I remember when we used to unload a Christmas tree load and some of them had been painted and your jacket would yeah. turn green yeah. and you'd go, Ooh. That's always the scotch pine. Yeah, that's so. the scotch pine. That's and same sure. white pine, I haven't seen those available for a long time. So Well, you see them in the cut boughs. You see yeah. the white pine yeah, and was, that's, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's, as the accent, it's phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, it's no, lots of lots of white pine. Actually, we ran out. We got more coming tomorrow. Um, but lots of the, the Douglas fir, the noble fir, the silver fir, oh, and yeah. lock. I don't like cedar. Douglas fir. It sheds. I, yeah, I'm not using bit. it anymore. So. No? No, I don't. It, it it literally, you can pick it up and look at it, and it just goes and falls down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a noble or yeah, silver. Yeah, watch where you're buying it. No. <laughs> I'll give you some good stuff, Kat. <laughs> we'll have to talk about the good stuff. Bro. Exactly. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to the phone line real quick here, and we're going to chat with... Uh, we're going to go, she wants to, she's griping about her lemons, this lady. She's, all, Dill? she's always griping about Mary. something. <laughs> See, I didn't Hi, even Kat. look. I didn't even look. I had to know it was you. <laughs> I've been having a chat with Matt. I keep him laughing. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a great young fellow. I'm enjoying him. Uh, is that your daughter, uh, uh, Merle, that gives the advertising? Well, actually, not anymore. Like I've got oh, to get it her into. Like her. No, actually, that's it's. Actually, I haven't had her on for a while. She oh, used Jaden was the one who did the commercials. Yes. Yeah. But she's actually been working in the store. Oh, she's good for uh, her. She's a uh, cashier. She's at the. Oh, well, good. not today, but she's been working at Spruce Meadows. But she'll be back in the store this coming well, week. Well, so. she's go- she's gonna run the <laughs> run the place. Yeah. Well, she probably would be very efficient because. You know, behind every man stands a woman. Yeah. Okay. A Absolutely. man stands a good woman. No, okay. actually, I, and I can't forget about my son, Derek. He's in the tree lot. Like, all of a sudden, he's taller good. than me. He's six foot two almost. So oh, he's, my son? Lord. Yeah, what no, did you do? Give I'm not him sure. jumping beans? Yeah, he's, but he's uh, working hard. Him and a couple of his friends are working in the tree lot this year. Good. And Yep, yeah, no, uh, learn the chainsaw. Is so important, Mar. And to get family together and gardening and that. You guys are taking me down memory lane. Well, that's what I was saying yesterday, Mary. There was a a young family came in, had three kids, 
and they're all dressed in their red plaid, and they, the photographer, they did their, they're going to buy a Christmas tree photos, but it, they cre- they turned it into an experience, and I just thought it was awesome, like the, the it, photographer. Doesn't that make your heart jump? Love it. Oh, I, I love it. I, I thank them for choosing us to be part of it. I yeah. just thought that was, it was nice, but they, they came out to pick out a tree when they say, hey, let's get some pictures while they're doing it, and I think... I think a lot of people need to do more of that. Like we do That's too right. much online shopping and stuff. You gotta no. support your local businesses. Do your thing. Create some experiences. Turn That's the computer right. off and uh, get outside a bit. Yeah, that should be right. I Good remember memories. when my dad used to bring the Christmas tree. All eleven of us would stand around. Now, Daddy, I wonder if the cat's going to knock it over this year. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, I'll stick it in the coal pail. Yeah, it'll be. <laughs> It'll be good, but Cass, yes. I didn't lose faith. <laughs> Guess oh. what? What? My lemon tree is starting to flower again. Wow. And I had eight lemons on it, and there's one last one hanging there. Because okay. I'm leaving it hang so I can make lemon loaves oh. or lemon meringue pie. Ooh, that'll be good. Ooh, they're yeah. gorgeous, those Meyer lemons. Yeah, they are. Lemon is my favorite flavor. I Me always enjoy too. it. I yes. love it. I love it. But anyway, this old Amaryllis, I got two of them in a pot here. They're slower than glasses <laughs> in January on a snowbank. <laughs> they're so slow. Now there's an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> they are. God, they're slow. Well, they are they're, slow this year. I think it was the very wet um, summer in in Europe and when they were oh, harvesting okay. them. So I think they're just taking a little bit more time. Yeah. I think they're going to all of a sudden just surprise us. Yeah, well, they're starting to pop out, yes. you know, and they're, I got one here, about four of them coming out of one bulb, and they're two inches tall. But I, I think they need extra light in this. Well, in the dark they do like this, but yes. You, you think I should have a bulb on them? At night, maybe that'll yeah, maybe them just grow a, a, a little, little bit of heat, just a little bit of light. more warmth. They'll kick in. And well, just, I've been, you know, ours. I've been trying to keep warm, them warm window. I've been keeping mine in a cool spot, trying to slow them down. To be honest, at the store, oh and yeah, I, yeah. I have one actually. End up <laughs> a, a, a one that I brought at home, a huge red one. I had was it four, eight, twelve blooms on it. Like wow. it was unbelievable. Oh, like yeah. unbelievable. Oh, like isn't I, that great? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've been busy baking and cooking and making antipasta and cookies and wow. I just and Christmas card. I still write Christmas card. Nice. Wow, well, aren't you good? Well, I like doing that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you keep in touch. If you don't get one, then you know they've they've uh, gone to uh, Garden Heaven. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder. <laughs> anyway, have a good day, and you I too, enjoy Mary. your show. It's the greatest show in art. Thank you, Mary. I look forward to it every Sunday. Me too. Yeah. Thanks, take Mary. Care. Talk Bye. soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we probably should take a break, and then when we get back, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Christmas trees, and uh, actually, Dale wants to talk about the Bouchard Gardens, and that was on the travel show just before us, so we'll chat with him about that gorgeous place out west. Ooh. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Oh, 
Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, where we have everything Christmas, trees, boughs, everything sparkly, lit up. (laughs) (laughs) It's the glitz. Exactly. (laughs) On McLeod Trail and 210th Avenue, spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. All right, let's go to Dale. And if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide. Opening calls at 403-974-8255. Or 1-800-563-7770. And those are both talk and text lines. So if you have any pictures you want to send us, please, by all means, that would be awesome. And, Kath, there is some pictures. If you I want see. to have a quick look at those. From I the am. Pothos I'm just and, looking. Uh, I'm looking at them. Okay. And I'm going to bring Dale up onto the onto the phone board here. Good morning, Dale. Um, <clears throat> hello. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. How can we help you or what do you got to share for us? Hey, we're uh, talking about this Bouchard Garden. Yeah. Victoria. Yeah. Um, they say it runs all year round. Yep. Is it what they say it is? Absolutely. It's it's a gorgeous um, display garden. It's and, an incredible experience. It yeah. truly is. And and I, I didn't know that it was actually an old mine or an old quarry. Uh, yeah, it's quarry. an old quarry. Yeah. The family rehabilitated into a garden. So it's uh it's it is a gorgeous site and it's a great display garden. So if you're out there it's definitely worth the 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 day to spend walking around there and stuff like that. So Oh, they had some they were saying today just before you come on, they got yep. Christmas. Oh, it's this. Their Christmas display is pretty spectacular. Yeah, they said it's all year round. I just wondered whether it was. Well, they don't get the quite the winter we have, so they can do things a little. <laughs> and bit. they they have that microclimate that's created by being down in the quarry. Their their gardens and the various displays are quite something to see. Yeah, I've heard the name. I just never heard the travel show about it. Yeah, oh. no, it's it's definitely a destination. And uh, if you're out in the Victoria area, uh, I would definitely put that on to your top five list to go see uh, when you're there visiting. So especially if you like gardening in any way. So, yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. No, highly recommended. And it's, again, one of those things in Canada, one of the areas that you definitely want to see it. I enjoy your show. Thank you so much, Dale. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. And uh, I just want to give a little shout out to uh, Abby again. He has the calendar that we have at the store. Oh yeah, he has some gorgeous pictures in there. I did. And Abby, if you're listening, I know you said you were tuning in. You sent me a text this morning. One of your your buddies was in to buy a calendar, and he had taught your your daughter, I believe, or, or and maybe other kids as well. He he had, he was a teacher and instructor of some uh-huh. sort, and he was a friend of yours. And uh, so he was in, said hi, and he picked up one of your calendars. So, oh. but if you're looking for a good gift, um, and the, he has this calendar that he out of his garden. Yes, and they're phenomenal. But he's put the date on it, which a lot of people don't do when they have pictures. Yeah. So you know that that was taken July, so you can see what the flowers look yeah, like. Are these the rose? Is this Abby? no? He no. has wrote. Yeah, he's part of the Abby rose. the Rose Society. Yeah. Yes, but he he has all the different flowers in it. He shows. Oh, well, his, his garden foliage. is yeah. phenomenal. One of the joys of belonging to the Horticultural Society is being able to tour all the various gardens. Yeah. And his garden was open this year. Breathtaking. Yeah. Breathtaking. No, and yeah. uh, kind soul, just uh, good yes. karma from that, that yes. gentleman. So yes. um, we do have uh, some of his calendars in store if you want. And 100% of it goes to uh, the charity of his choice. And uh, we'll go from there. And I just want to say I need some help filling up my boxes of toys, you guys. 
Um, we're oh. doing the spirit of Christmas, yeah. and we're doing that. We're going to be, I got to show up with Leslie Horton on Global News on Wednesday the 12th. I gotta oh, have, you too. Yeah, I got to have a truckload. Me too. Of, I got to have a truckload <laughs> of toys, so I need some help. We go, well, she didn't ask me to bring anything, yeah, Leslie. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, we have, uh, we're bringing some Christmas trees. We're going to help decorate. We're going to spruce up the set for them. And uh, but I need some help filling up our toy boxes so uh, for the magic of Christmas. So uh, we got the boxes that spruce it up. So if you're coming out, and we're also giving away that a is such a fun spruce box thing. when you bring yeah. a toy, and we're also going to do a um, a raffle. Um, for a outdoor porch pot in the value of around eighty ninety dollars. So if oh. you bring in some toys, you get you enter the raffle and uh, okay. so help me fill that truck, you guys. I need some help. <laughs> I, I come every Sunday to help you guys, so I'm asking for your help. <laughs> Merle, right. we'll talk about help. <laughs> exactly. All right. Maybe. Where we at? Actually, we're almost at the end of this segment already. I can't believe okay. how fast it went. And should we just take a break, Matt? I'm not getting the nod from him, but I think I will. We'll just take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Okay, we got three calls. I think I'll answer this amaryllis guy, although I... I went to break. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And... Kath, we have a question here. I'll read it out real quickly, okay. and then you can answer it. Right. it. says, I was away for six weeks and had someone caring for my plants. My philodendron, which I had for years, was never healthier and is sick half and is sick on half the plant. The leaves are yellow and molted green spots. Look in the picture. Also, I have grown hostas from seed, which are on the wicking, wicking mat, which they get to the four to five leaf stage, the lower ones go yellow-brown. Do you have a couple comments on their, on his philodendron? His well, I philodendron? do. The philodendron's been overwatered and left standing in water, and that's why those brown spots with the halo around them, that's like an edema that you and I would get from bruising. And I think that's exactly it. Usually yeah. if someone looks after your plants... I think they tend to overwater because they're worried they, that they, they're going to dry Yeah, out. and then leaving it standing in water yeah. isn't a good idea. Plants can typically, especially in the winter season, run a little bit drier. So. Yeah, and this is where you could get some horticultural charcoal, mix it into the soil, and that will help to oxygenate it again. And I know straws are not popular anymore, but one of the things well, I do... Well, that's why there's no turtles in Calgary, because we use straws, right? Yes. They've killed all the turtles. So that's right. We used to be turtles everywhere. That's right. And except the little, for the straws. Except I'm for the straws. <laughs> yeah, okay, Merle. <laughs> Quit changing the subject. I'm busy here. <laughs> but I use, uh, I'll take a straw quite often, and I'll poke it into the soil, and it gives it extra air. Absolutely. And that helps to aerate the soil. And your um, hostas on wicking mat, they go brown around the at the bottom because they're getting way too much water because they're standing in it. And you've got to also realize it's trying to form its tuber, which is the proper root that they get. So it's supporting the green growth, but it's also working really hard on that root system. So I would do some half-strength root starter fertilizer and get it going. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, no, and always when you're starting new plants like that, the lower ones will die off quite readily because it's putting energy into new ones. Yeah, so, and it's trying to get yep, just pick those that off. root system going. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
and also feed with a, a higher middle number, the 105210 right. is a great one for that. That's right. All right, let's go to Wendy. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. How are you? How can we, uh, are you going to share something with us? Well, I want to share something with you because I want to do a bit of a shout out to one of the surgeons I work with at the Foothill. Oh, oh. nice. Um, yeah. So she can be kind of a challenging individual sometimes. And yeah. she, knows it. she knows it and everybody knows it. However, so we get, because we're a teaching hospital, we get all the residents and everybody from all over the world. And um, so we have what's called fellows. And the fellows aren't always fellows. Sometimes they're women. <laughs> but in this case, it is a fellow. Yeah. We come and do, like, shorter stints than a residency. So they're here for maybe, you know, six months, a year, year and a half, whatever, um, to specialize within a specialty within a specialty. <laughs> so often they're a little bit older. They have families. Sometimes they bring their families. And in this case, this fellow did. Fellow, fellow. Uh, and he's from um, Australia or New Zealand, long ways away. He's got younger kids. And so we're setting up for a case, and um, I hear her talking to him about going to cut down Christmas trees out in Kananaskis, and this is what she does with her family. And there's a bunch of them, and it's for the fire rangers or something. Yeah. And they go out and they cut down the little Charlie Brown trees. It's only lodgepole pines or whatever the pines yeah, are that we were absolutely. talking about. Yeah. Because they're not very good trees. But she was totally saying, you know, you got to get, again, you gotta, I said, you got to wear your toque. <laughs> she goes, can I wear plaid? Yeah, you all got to get plaid. So that was what made me think about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. No, and, but I think no matter what you're doing, right, you're creating a bit of an experience. And oh. I see it. That's what I love. Like, I'm yeah, out in the tree lot all day with them. Yeah, yesterday I couldn't leave the tree lot. I enjoy it. Like, I'm out there. The families are coming in. And you can always see the one member of the family that has the final say and it could be a five-year-old or it could be the 80-year-old of the family but you can always pick it out pretty quickly who has the final say because they always look over to that person who gets the <laughs> okay. who carries the hammer so and, and and the sharing of the canadian experience of yeah. going out into the country and cutting trees absolutely yeah, totally and and you know it was just i thought that was so good of her she does have a heart um <laughs> i just thought that was so good of her and he actually said I'll take the girls, and my wife will stay home by herself. And that was, and I thought, good for you. Like, wow. Um, I was so impressed, and so I had to add my little two cents. Well, okay, it's going to have a fresh cut, but make sure you put hot water in it so that it drinks. Make sure it's drinking. <laughs> That's you know, right. She's explaining to him what the tree stand was. <laughs> you got to go to Canadian Tire and get the tree stand and get some ornaments. But I said, well, what kind of tree is it? Because if, if it's the Charlie Brown tree, you can't get anything that's too heavy. And we're trying to explain to him what icicles are. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, what? I don't it's hard to get. You can't get tinsel too much anymore. I think I seen it at the dollar store the other day, but it, you don't see tinsel very much. So. No, because you got to take it off before you recycle it. At the yeah. Zoo. And I yeah. told you about that. So you can take it to the zoo and they'll feed it to the animals. Take all that stuff off. So. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, I, but I, it was so cool. I was just so impressed. Thanks. Um, it made me miss my kids. But I have a question about an orchid that I got. Can I ask that? Absolutely. Okay, so I have one of those little baby orchids you get. Yep. You know, a little two-inch pot. Yep. So it was beautiful, and it's doing fine. I put an ice cube in it once a week, water on Wednesdays sort of thing, and it was doing fine. So now all of those flowers that are on there are dying off. Yep. Now what? Just, just let that stem... Leave the stem on there, and what? you'll see it'll turn brown from the tip and go up probably one or two inches. Okay. Um, typically, I just cut it at that point. But it'll start sending out new buds again in probably a month or so. So just feed it every, even once a month. Um, you can just use even like a flowering fertilizer, 15, 30, 15, mm -hmm. and uh, give it a shot of that. And it'll bloom off of that stick again. So, okay. yeah, don't cut the stick off. Just 
cut yeah. it back. Yeah, cut yeah. back. And a lot of times you'll get two or three off of that stem again. Cool. So. Okay, cool. I was so excited. I've never had an orchid before. Yeah, keep keep <laughs> it in a, in a lightly, like, like yeah, put it in a fairly <laughs> bright spot, like not right in the window, but in a, in a bright spot. And don't move it around a ton. It kind of likes just that good consistency. Um, and orchids, once you get it into a good cycle, when it gets used to your place, you'll get blooms two or three times a year. It's almost blooming all year round almost. So really? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Merry Wendy. Christmas. Me- first Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas <laughs> to Merry you. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so Bye-bye. much for sharing. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. And, uh, and I do hope that, um, a lot of people I know, and I, I'm fairly lucky being in the garden center business, we get to share a lot of Good experience. Usually people yes. landscaping their house, buying plants, all the fun stuff. And right now during Christmas, the, let, gardening, helping people Gardening is happy. Absolutely. Yes. No. Um, I feel very lucky being able to, in the business that I'm in because there's uh, um, definitely a lot worse ones that you can do. As <laughs> well, a, as I, like, a, I like being in it. I've been in it a really long time. <laughs> yeah. But I have so many fond memories and thoughts of... Things and I wait for you know even Christmas for me is still green. Absolutely, so. yep. Keep it going. That's All right. right. We're going to take a quick break. I think I can. <laughs> we're at. Uh, <laughs> he nodded. Uh, okay, he we're nodded. ready to go, Matt. All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm joined today by with Cass Smythe, and she's from the Cowrie Hort Society. So if you have any questions on the Hort Society or anything that they do, you can uh, also ask that as well today. But right now, we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Wilda. Good morning, Wilda. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Good. How Great. can we help you? I've got a problem with an amaryllis. I've got two of them here. One's a new one. One's uh, from last year. The one from last year has three leaves on it. They're 34 and 35 inches tall and nothing else. Yeah. Unfortunately, typically if they send the leaves out early like that, you probably won't get a bloom. Just There wasn't enough of the middle phosphate number. Um, so I would just grow it, continue to grow it, but start fertilizing it with like 15, 30, 15, mm-hmm. sort of once a week. You just got to build that phosphate into the bulb again. So that way, when you let it die off, let it go dormant, next time it'll have that stored energy in the bulb to, okay. pr- to produce the bloom. So. All righty. Would you say, Kath? Or? I, I, I agree with that. I keep mine outside over the summer. Yeah. And I keep them in a shaded spot and fertilize them when I'm fertilizing or doing whatever. I don't use a lot, but I do that. Plus, they need a bit of a touch of cold so that Mine they trick. Mine in the basement on the uh-huh. floor. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. and I, you see that every so often. Like they come, but usually, if you get all the leaves like that first. Um, or you've fed it maybe with some something a little bit too much nitrogen or something like that. Um, that could be a thing too. Like if you were using thirty ten ten fertilizer or something that had a higher nitrogen, um, it would produce a lot more leaves than any bloom. So okay, all right, all righty. Well, I won't be uh, waiting for it to bloom then. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll just, watch the other one. <laughs> yeah, no, enjoy the other one and uh, shall do. Yeah, and just grow it like I said, grow it like plant. Then let it go dormant, do its thing, and That's then right. start it again next year. Great. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Wilda. Thank okay, you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Leslie. Good morning, Leslie. 
Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How can um, we help you? Well, um, just uh, briefly, I, so I want to talk about houseplant fertilizer, but then <laughs> I, the caller just before there about the orchid, um, I have the same, I bought a little tiny orchid too. Yeah. And the stem, though, um, turned all brown, so I cut the whole thing off. I cut the stem off. Yep. It, and so, will it ever bloom? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> will it? Yeah. It'll send up another stem? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, because it's been well, like quite a long time, and it has not sent up a stem. Have you so. fertilized it all? or? Well, there's a question, too, is I do have like like this sort of a mist or spray orchid fertilizer. Yeah. But then I heard you say, can we also use, did you say the 15, 30, 15? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So I should give it a little bit of that then, right? Yeah. Just and you can. Some people use the ice cube method when they fertilize or when they water. Um, I or you can just. I like to just stick it in the sink and give it a flushing sort of every couple of weeks. Yeah, that's kind of what I do yeah. too. I just flush it right through and then just let the water kind of drain and then I put it back in yeah. a, like a little container thing yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. So we'll do that and then give it the fertilizer. Like give it that soaking first and then give it the fertilizer. And then how how much of the fertilizer? We'll just mix it the way you would normally and then just pour it through and flush it through the okay. same way. And uh, like you can put a cup through there or something like that, a couple of cups. Okay. All right. And then so now for the rest of my plants, I've been just using the Rage Plus. Yeah. Um, for my house plants, and I'm wondering, um, should I also use like I have your spruce it up fifteen thirty fifteen? Yeah. Should I be using that as like as well, or should I just use one or the other? Um, I, I would use it only on if you have flowering house plants. The Rage Plus is a good one. Um, for your all your house plants, all the foliage plants and things like that. But if you have something that you want to produce some blooms, um, the Hyder Mill number will help out with that as well. Okay, which leads me to my next question. I've just recently acquired an African violet, which yeah. I've never really had before, and it was beautiful all in bloom, and now the blooms are all kind of fading off. Yeah, and just the main thing with those, be careful you don't get any water on the leaves. Right, I um, do know that, yeah. Yeah, you, just, you can either fill up a tray and let it soak it from the bottom, or just have a, a water can with a really small um, spout. That so, so now that the blooms are all finishing off, yep. will it, how long before it re-blooms again? It, they go fairly quickly again. They will come back quite quickly. Yep. One of the things I do is I just tip pinch all the flower heads that are dying off because if you leave the stem they'll form more blossoms from there oh, okay and all if right. you keep it a bit on the dry side like don't overwater it at this time of year they're not using they've got very little sunlight and the day length is shorter right so make sure they're a bit dry before okay. you water them again yeah they're like a succulent because yes. if you squeeze one of the leaves or even you'll see the the moisture comes out of them, so they're they're like a succulent, so okay, they can they can right. run drier, like Kath is saying. All right, perfect. Okay, well, thank you so much. Have a have a great day, you guys. You too. Thank Thanks, you. Leslie. All right. Thanks. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. All right, and I don't know if we have any. Well, there's a question here about seeds from poppies, yeah. Yeah, and so and it says when do I start? How and when do I start to grow them? How do you do that? Well, I actually find that poppies do best if they get a bit of frost, and I like. <sighs> I seed them really early, like if I'm going to get out there, as soon as the ground is a little bit bare in a garden's patch that I want to put them in, I'll sprinkle them out there in early April, mid-April, because we're still going to get a bit of frost. And I usually mix a handful of soil and the seeds together, and I just spread it on the soil in the area that I want them to grow. And they germinate quite quickly. And then when the leaves are up and showing, that's usually about 
mid-May and I, if I want to transplant them, I use a little tiny stick or something and I lift them out and I transplant them throughout the garden or I just leave them in the big patch because they will self-seed. Absolutely. And a uh, couple things when we are in the Christmas season, season and I got one text do you recommend using Christmas tree preservative to the water? Uh, I absolutely do. Um, we like the product. It's called Stay Fresh. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, I mix it into a two-liter bottle, pre-mix it. So that way I'm not guessing and I'm not using too much or too little. I just pre-mix it into the bottle and then fill my container up as the, as I need it. And I do it that way because it helps keep the capillaries open of the tree. So it's able to keep drinking water, which is really important uh, for your Christmas tree. Yes. And uh, and for your outdoor arrangements, uh, I know we treat all our wreaths and any of the outdoor arrangements we make for people, we treat them with a product called Wilt Proof. And, and that's an anti-desiccant, and it, it keeps things. It's sort of like a lip balm. Yeah, for, it, it preserves the moisture. And yeah. one of the things I like to do with that is I spray them once, yep. and I let it dry, and I spray them a second time. Yeah, it and makes that all the difference. just makes the difference. They last into, well, I've had people <laughs> tell me their arrangement lasted until March. Yeah, and, so. and they will. If, if you have it in a, in a super sunny spot up against the south side of your house, you're probably not going to last as long. But if you, if it's out there, the wilt proof, it'll last three or four times as long. Absolutely. So it makes, it does make all the difference. It's definitely worth that uh, extra, little bit of cost. That's right. A little extra cost, but it's still worth it. Yeah. Oh, here's a nice compliment. It says, it's always impressive to listen to you folks. Your breath of knowledge is amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, I feel good today. You got Kathy here too. She's the <laughs> legendary guru of gardening here in Calgary. And, uh, and you always got stuff going on with the Hort Society, eh, Kathy? You I guys do. Are, you guys are always teaching and doing always, stuff. It's a learning experience. It, it's always something new and exciting. And I mean, we we have an information question and answer for members online. If you're a member, you can sign in and answer, get your questions answered. We have an Ask the Expert. We have some really good value for what we do for information. Absolutely. And actually, here's a, a shout out to Mary. Mash, Mary is a national treasure. <laughs> May she live forever. And that was from Brian. So very nice. I agree. At the rate I, she's going, she is going to lift yeah, her. <laughs> no, she's starting over again. She's just getting yeah. younger and younger, so it's awesome. Yeah. So anyways, where are we at? We Actually, we got to take a break. Oh, do we? Yes, okay. we do. And when we get back, we'll hit the phone lines again, 403-974-8255. And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join Kath and I, you can call at 403-974-8255 or from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. And we are going to... So, Kath, how many... What's your favorite thing when you put in the top of your porch pots? I know you were saying you guys had some... You guys were selling them yesterday at a Strathcona Fair. Yeah. How, what's your what's your favorite thing in the center? Like either birch sticks or curly willow or dogwood? I, or, I use dogwood. I really like dogwood. It's expensive and, this year. Oh, it's really pricey. Yeah. But I like that bright red Absolutely. transition. But I've also been using not the big fat birch, yep, the, but the prunings off the sides yep. of the birch. I love the catkins on them that have dried. Yeah. I think that looks really good. And I like alder branches. Yeah. So they have an interesting texture and an interesting color to them. And I'm always trying to make my arrangements as natural as possible. Yeah. So I'm using, I use a lot of pine cones. Yeah. I'm still in the groove of berry picks and trying to add that yeah. natural element. 
Although I have fallen in love with Oregonia. Yeah. No, you know. we're supposed to be getting some more in tomorrow. Um, we have the real bit red berries too, the live ones. Oh, What's yes. that called? Um, Bitter. No. Um, I can think. I can see it. Pepperberries. Yeah, no, it's not pepperberries. You don't have pepperberries. Rose hips. No, these I are use... real berries. They look like the rose tips that you buy, like the little picks, the red picks. Yeah. But these are um, the real rose hips. Though. Yeah. No, these aren't rose hips. Um, we had those in before. I didn't. Like they, them a whole lot because they're pretty thorny too. I was just gonna say, handling them, you need your heavy. Yeah. Heavy, heavy. Okay, but uh, yeah. Anyways, I can't remember them. I'll have to text Zoe and ask her what because we just we got them in. But they're they're red berries. They look just like the red picks, but they're oh, they're just interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know that they make that sound effect when you put them in. Them. I know. I always like doing sound <laughs> effects. So I I just like all natural. I like the great big huge pine cones. Although there's been a shortage of them this year. I use that big pudgy Jeffrey cone. Yeah. Those are really nice. Yeah, no, we have lots of big sugar cones. Um, we have lots of the other ones. And we actually, we um, for ours, we drill a hole and then we just use um, little wood skewers. We drill a oh, hole yes. in the bottom yeah. and then we stick a little bit of half glue of in there. Christ- half the Christmas work takes place in my living room while I drill holes and glue. It's all the preparation, right? Yeah, and my friend Glenn curses my name because I go, I have pine cones to drill and... I know we had people in asking, how do you get them to stay in there? I said, well, here, come back here. I'll show you. We got Yeah, drill. And yeah. It's amazing the equipment that goes into it, yeah. like a saw to keep the birch branches at the right length, and then the, and then the drill, and the drill has to run at a certain speed. And the glue gun, I think I have permanent glue gun scars on my fingers. <laughs> Anyways, love, love this time of year because there's all kinds of I fun stuff. Fun. I have fun with it um, myself. We've been doing lots of cedar rope and different rope for people as well, like uh-huh. the custom rope, and uh-huh. uh, which is really nice. And uh, we got some big, big wreaths from our Christmas tree supplier, and they came from the east. We have some 30-inch wreaths, which are hard wow. to find, so we were able to find some of those big ones. And uh, so if you're looking for some big wreaths, we have that. And, uh, and we got one question here. It says, what's your opinion putting sugar in the water for a real Christmas tree? Um, my thoughts are, I think it, it might work. I think the matter of as long as you're watering it, if you're not putting stay wet, stay fresh or something in it, um, water at least is something that's going to make a difference that's if right. you've done a fresh cut. If you've got a fresh cut, the water is crucial to keeping it going. Yeah, and, and I think it. people used to put 7-Up in it or ginger ale. You see, yeah, I remember, I remember the 7-Up. Yeah. I always think of that and think of my mom's cat who was addicted to the 7-Up. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then she would hiccup. So <laughs> we have to watch some of that. <laughs> and I think it's one of those ones where you don't know if it's the if it's the seven up or the water making the difference. I, I think it's just more. I think it's the moisture and the humidity water, yeah. from the water sitting under it. Yeah, at least yeah. making sure you're watering your your trees and doing that fresh cut. Yes. I think that'll be all the difference in uh, in making sure that it lasts throughout the season, getting the hydration back into it. All right, we got to take a break. We're at the top of the hour. You're listening to let's. Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm joined with with Cass Smythe this morning, and she's from the Cowrie Hort Society. If you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. You can call at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And... uh, what we need to talk about right now is probably 
there's a few things you can do. Uh, we, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about gardening, I guess, right? Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's important to, and it's a good time to start looking at your trees. I, I know <laughs> winter pruning is, it's it's a lot easier. It's not easier for homeowners, but it's easier for a lot of arborists to do your pruning um, in the winter time because we can see the structure of the tree. We can do a lot of corrective pruning and we can see things that were, were done wrong. Um, yeah, the branches that are truly crossing and some of the areas where the branches have rubbed on each other and it might be time to get some of that growth out and clean it up. And now that it's getting colder, it'll be easier on the tree. Yeah, absolutely. No, it and it's and but it, do it when it's safe. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's where, like I so said, we have a sixty-foot bucket truck, um, and we also do winter rates, so it's a little less expensive in the winter time. So we, because uh, it, it takes us less time, we're not grinding up as much yeah. foliage and things like that. We can go in, we can do a job. Um, typically a lot quicker than we can in the full summer when you can't, you're sort of yeah. looking, you have to take yeah. a bit more time to see the, the structure of the trees and shrubs um, in the summertime when they're full of leaves. So we can see a lot more and typically you can get in there a lot easier and quicker in the wintertime. So we do have reduced winter rates and uh, I think most of the pruning arborist guys have that as well. Um, and, and they said, if we're up in our bucket truck, um, you get a better view up there too. Actually, You're not yeah. leaning a ladder against it, and then all of a sudden realizing, "Oops, I cut the ladder's branch." Yeah, we were doing a big. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. We were doing a big uh, Christmas tree install. We don't do a lot of it. We we have a few people we definitely install lights for and things like that through our pruning up. Um, but Zach is uh, he's quite amazing on the bucket. Like he had it going over top of this house and the arms going yeah. every which way, and was like, "Watch the house." He goes. I've done this before, so I know, but just be careful. <laughs> but anyways, it was just... It Don't was, pay attention to the view. Make sure you know yeah. where your bucket is going. Yeah, well, yeah. it's the, the bottom half of that 60-foot arm. Like, where's the bottom 30 feet going? Yeah, exactly. So, but he had it angled over top of the house, like in a big uh, A-frame. So anyways, did a great job. I'm very happy with him, so he's doing a good thing. Um, here's one. We got, good morning. I started some peppers from seed. When should I transplant them to a bigger pot? And what size pot would you recommend? How many to a pot? And what type of fertilizer do you suggest? I'm currently using Rage Plus. Look nice and healthy, eh? They, all they the way, do. They're losing their bottom leaves, which yes. they should do. Yeah. But it looks like the bottom ones, all those ones with that browning and stuff like that, I would definitely just pull those off because the plant is using energy trying to um, fulfill those, trying to keep those leaves alive. I like doing one plant. One per pot. Yeah, and I'd probably, I'd, and one's that big go to, right to an eight-inch pot, Kath? Or? Yeah, I actually, I think I'd just go to a six-inch. Yeah, six or eight-inch. Those inch. look like four-inch to me, and there's two to a pot. So yeah, separate them and separate go to them. a six-inch or eight-inch pot. Um, and you can go a little bit deep. Um, you can plant them in a little deeper than they are right now, but not a ton. And, uh, but they look nice and healthy. It looks like you got them underneath a grow light, but just watch. Um, How close is the grow light? Cause I'm seeing leaf scorch. Yeah. I'm wondering. And with the new LED lights, some yeah. of you got to watch that. They, they're yeah. sending off. They're so efficient that they send out almost sometimes too, too much, much light. light. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you have to pull them back a bit and let them sit back a bit because I'm seeing browning and that isn't watering, that's leaf scorch from lighting. Yeah, so, so. just uh, back the light off a bit, raise it up yeah. a little higher and uh, that should definitely help. And using Rage Plus is great for that. They, they, you can continue to use that. 
And uh, you should be able to have some peppers in about uh, February, March. You'll start seeing some nice so peppers. some flowers and then you'll get, you've got to pollinate. So put a small fan. Do you have a small fan running there to circulate the air a little bit so that they move around a bit? Absolutely. So anyways, and uh, so are you doing anything in your garden right now, Kath? Or just- well, I had a little recovery mission the other day when it started to really melt. I realized... I had deliberately done it, but I realized I hadn't pulled the parsnips yet. Ah. And they like frost and they like cold. Yeah, so I got out there and I thought, oh, I'm going to have to get these before the ground really freezes solid. So I went out with my trowel and I had to loosen a bit, but I got them and I had some last the other night. Oh, they were so sweet. That's the thing about parsnips. They're cold. They like the cold. They yep. do really well. And heck, I still have kale growing in my window box. Oh, nice. So that's been really an interesting experiment. So I've been enjoying that as well. And did you seed any spinach for next spring? I did. It's all in place. It's yeah. all ready to go. Nice. So if someone hadn't seeded yet, could you still try to do something? I think that? you can still, if you can hit the bare soil, I usually would, I've recommended it before and had people quite successful with it is just go out with your trowel, your little reiki fork thing, the hand trowel, loosen the soil, sprinkle the seed in and then just gently cover yeah. And then I throw leaves on top, and then it just does really well. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually, I, I'm trying to keep my, I have a water feature in my front yard. I did a little uh, basalt with three columns, and I still have it running, and this is the longest He's I've ever. He's showing me videos, so I've seen it. Yeah, I kept it going. Last <laughs> night I took a video in the snow, and uh, I just, I wanted to keep it going for the birds, because there's still a lot of birds come get a drink from it. Um, and, but what, uh, and a couple of people have asked me how I keep it um, going. It's a lot, It's just the heat from the motor of the pump in the yes. reservoir. It keeps the water going. And I notice you have lights, and I imagine yeah. the lights keep it a bit warm as well because light does keep water moving. A yeah, bit. I have the little. I stuck the when we drilled the holes in the rock. I stuck the LED lights in the holes that are for that, and it cooks to the bottom of the of the hose. Have you ever tried one of those pond? The thing that you float in the pond in the winter and it keeps the water open. Yeah, no, I've never tried one either. I've I'm never curious. had a pond. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I like ponds, but they typically create a little bit of work. A little bit. Yeah, oh. yeah. They're a lot Mine of work. Mine thinks it's my dog thinks it's a swimming hole. Yeah, and that's sort of why I've never done it. I've dogs and kids and stuff. So I. Yeah. Um, I like this one because I have it flat, and then I have the rundle rock all on the bottom, so you don't see any of the water. It sits it's in pondless. a reservoir. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the sound. Yeah, and it just keeps going and sprays and it shoots the water up over top of the rocks. But when it gets down to that minus ten, like a couple of weeks ago, it, I start getting these icebergs building on the rocks. So it's pretty cool. But I, I'm going to keep going until it uh, maybe in the minus thirty it might stop. But I, I think you might have to turn it off at that point but uh but anyway. aren't you worried about the lifespan of your pump at that no, point no it's still in the water so yeah. it's still pumping water it's yeah. most pumps as long as they stay hydrated they they just keep going yeah. and i've i had fish in the pond years ago and i had to keep a pipe in it to keep though they could breathe yeah and that was a critical no, and I'm just, moment i just love seeing the birds out there so Me they come too. and get a drink That's they sit on top for. of the rock and they they just drink yeah. out of the top of the basalt yeah and they but you can buy a bird bath heater yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a bird bath. So oh, this, this is my okay. bird bath. I got okay. it. I got it all summer long. They okay. just they love sitting on the rock. They sit on top and they just they just yeah. drink the water yeah. off the when That's it comes. That's the out part of the, about gardening is the movement that happens in your garden. It's your view. Absolutely. You're creating your view of the garden, and you're creating such a nice little spot for yourself. It's your Absolutely. green oasis. No, and I call it like my reality TV. I look out front there, and I That's got right. the little got the fountain going, things like that. Um, and I have deer because I live in Deer Run, 
It's well named. <laughs> Do you have any moose coming through there? Have you I seen? haven't had touch wood, no moose. <laughs> yeah, because I know in Cranston there's quite a few moose that are coming in off the ridge and stuff yeah. along the river. Yeah. Um, we have some um, clients and that were in the store yesterday, they've moved here from California. And that's their one thing. They they come in and bought, like they bought some wood moose yesterday. They're putting them out in the yard for Christmas. But they we want to see a moose. So I said, just, I recommend just in Cranston and then just out behind Spruce up by Spruce Meadows and Sirocco Golf yeah. Course. This time of year, there's quite well, a few the pe- moose. The, the folks in Bear's Paw certainly see yeah, there's lots their of moose fair out share that out way. that way. Uh, My friend Elaine Rude had to put a big fence up to save her garden. Yeah. So... Absolutely. Well, actually, we might as well, uh, why don't we take Colleen? She's, oh, she's all right. joined us. All right. And uh, we're going to talk to the ground pooba of the Kyrie Hort Society. <laughs> Good morning, Colleen. <laughs> Hi, Colleen. Colleen? No. Poobahs here the today. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all poobahs, I guess. Yeah. 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 How you doing, Colleen? I'm well. I'm really well. Good. Yeah. Um, so I know um, Kath and I are always chat about the she's doing things always for the Hort Society and different events and classes and um, but you want to call in and just chat a little bit about uh, what you guys do and what's going on and uh, what you guys bring to Calgary. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Merle. Yeah, because I think a lot of people don't know who we are. Um, you know, we we are um, a charity and small nonprofit in a rickety old house on 50th Avenue, but we have tons of volunteers that help us and we do lots of um, talks and workshops in the community um, and a lot of outreach, you know, around water-wise gardening, planting the best trees for your garden, helping community gardens and that sort of thing. So it's... um, yeah, we've got lots on the go. We need to get some of the city planners to take your course. <laughs> well, so I think, uh, yeah, I, I won't touch that one. <laughs> I will. No. Yeah, get me into trouble there, Mark. No, yeah. no, that, that's all me. So anyways, I just, uh, but I, and I agree, it's a great um, society. I know you guys do lots. Um, and you also lots of different information all throughout the year, not just uh, in the spring and summer. So no, that's right. And and so we're you know this year, if you're looking for a gift for the gardener in your life, <laughs> um, so we have some fabulous calendars we're selling, which are showcasing gardens that we toured this summer, and they're special gardens because it was our anniversary year, 110 years, and we have a gardening journal which is uh, you can use over the years to take records of what you've planted, where you've planted it, what's worked and what hasn't. And a membership is a great thing. This year we're going to work on a membership drive. Right now there's under 4,000 members and we want to boost our membership up to 5,000 over the next three years. And um, and also you can make a donation because donations really help us deliver the workshops and uh, talks out in the community. It's not just for the members, it's for the city as a whole. So, um, yeah, lots of things to do and uh, close to my heart. Yeah, and uh, are you guys going to be doing a show this spring? We are. We've just made the decision and we've just sort of... Uh, signed the contract. So this year the show is going to be May 4th and 5th okay. at Max Bell Arena. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, we're totally excited Colleen, about Colleen is going to get skates and, and skate. <laughs> there is going to be ice, but no, you can't skating, skate there. A skating party? <laughs> you can be digging. You can be digging okay. in the dirt. But, All right. Uh, okay, yeah. so what's the, what, is, there, is, there, is it going to be the same type of event that you guys had in the past, or what, what is the agenda of the, of the event? 
Well, we're working on, we had a big review yeah. of, of the show, and uh, the Max Bell is a little different. It'll be smaller, yeah. so there'll be exhibitors, and um, but we, there's lots of little spaces for workshops and talks, and uh, so we're going to work on some how-to gardening classes for the beginner and um, have some hands-on workshops as well as speakers and as well as things for more sophisticated gardeners. So, you know, maybe it's how do we get those orchids to grow all year round? I don't know if it's possible here, (laughs) you know, but um, so we're trying to change it up a little bit. More of an information and knowledge-based show rather than uh, a market per se. That's right. We're, it'll be a smaller market uh, for sure, and also a celebration. You know, our mandate is to, it's all, all about education, but it's all about celebrating and encouraging people to garden and be successful and welcome spring. So, yeah, I'm totally excited. You know, yeah. I think it was 10 years at, at Spruce Meadows, and it was fun, but uh, it's time for a change. Yeah, so. no, amazing, eh, 10 years? I remember even the, you had it down at the Stampede Grounds before that for a <laughs> yeah, number of that years. Was a good one. Yeah, that's right. So I started just when we went to Spruce Meadows, so it tells you, I've been there a while. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, no kidding. Yeah, well, actually, so great. looking forward to, to seeing those changes, and and I know we get a lot of people coming into the garden center using the Hort discount, and and uh, I know we always uh, recommend people if you're looking for advice, new new gardeners. I always tell them, hey, join the Hort Society because there's well, lots. Well, that's of- right, and and you know if if someone has a membership and they ask you to do a service for them, like a, you know cutting down a tree or yep. giving some advice, or you know you will pay for your membership right there. So oh, absolutely, um, and even even yeah. in the store, they're getting a discount. Um, 15%. Yeah, yeah, we do a 15%. Or, or was it 20 now, Merle? Is that what you're <laughs> no, I think it's still 15. The biggest, still get the best discount in Calgary you and any yeah. garden center. So, um, um, no, the but I, awake. I yeah. do enjoy. He's paying attention. I do, I do like to see them come in. Um, and I, I just enjoy and, and recommending newcomers to Calgary because I think it's a great way for them to really um, create some success when they start gardening, because Calgary is a little more difficult than some other places. It's really difficult. And, and, you know, so many people say to me, oh, oh no, I don't garden. I don't have a green thumb. You know, everybody has a green thumb. You just have to figure out how to make it work. And it just takes a little, you know, beginner things to learn, and then you build on that over time. And Absolutely. Like some of our classes just give you that little incentive to just go on into the next Yeah, you want to create success at the beginning. Start off slow, get some Mm -hmm. success, because if you you try going too big right off the start, it's intimidating. Then you just get frustrated and you say, ah, I'm not a gardener. And then you just, you never do it again. Right. Well, that's right. And that's what I think about the Hort Society. I think a lot of people are intimidated by the name. You know, they think we're all a bunch of horticulturalists. You know, Kath. That's just Kath. Yeah. I've learned so much being there. You know, my garden gets better every year. Absolutely. You know, last year I grew six corn, you know, a, Enough for a family of six to have half a dinner well, for yeah, once. You, you know, can but split up the cobs. They can each have two, exactly. two, two cobs yeah. each. <laughs> or you hang them on the door because you think, yeah, that's a better place for them. But uh, no, it's, it's so much fun to garden. No, and I always, always everyone's smiling, good people. And like I was saying to Kath earlier, we were chatting. Um, 
in, being in the garden business and society, things like that, um, everyone typically has the same agenda, right? When we love to share, because when you have good success, you kind of like to brag too. You pump your chest up a bit. You say, "Hey," and you like to share your your knowledge with the other people. So, well, it's like yeah. fishermen who like to show the bigger fish. We've Absolutely. got, yeah, we're but, sharing that. Yeah, and like we sure appreciate you know coming on your show and talking Absolutely. about what we're doing. It's it's great. But no, and that's why know, Kath, yeah. I have her on every few weeks, and she comes and joins me with her knowledge and. I, I appreciate having her as well, and uh, and the, and the Hort Society. So, if people want to get the the membership, how do they go about buying one for their gardening friend so, at the holiday okay. season? So, you can buy a membership online. Yeah. So it's calhort.org, C A L H O R T D, and then you know yeah. dot org. And um, if you come into the office and pick it up. Uh, we have a little gift bag, so you can come in and buy it at the office, which is um, 208 50th Avenue Southwest, um, sort of in the middle of the city. And then our calendars and journals are available in the office only. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Colleen, for joining me and Kath, who you know as well, <laughs> obviously. And uh, and if you need anything, thecalhort.org. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Colleen. Bye-bye. Now I'm going to go get my Christmas ornaments out. All right. Awesome. Enjoy. Thanks, Colleen. Bye-bye. All right. right, We're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. So do you think Mary's is... Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and I'm joined by Cass Smythe. The ever-struggling. Ever-struggling. She's untangled. Me and these headphones. Untangled her headphones are up around her neck there. She's all right. Yeah, I quit turning around. Um, again, just to follow up a little bit on the horse side, I know um, you guys are always doing classes and different yes, things. Yes, so. we have some real good, good ones coming up. And you can see Kath typically every Wednesday morning on Global. You do every a, second Wednesday during the off season. But yeah, yes. you do. A, you do a Hort uh, Society um, yeah. presentation every on a different topic. Uh, you were making porch pots this week. I seen. I yes, I did that, and I'm this coming week. The segment is yet to be written. I have to go home and do that, but I'm sort of going along in the idea of gifts for gardeners, and I was looking at not only a membership for the Horticultural Society, but if you're already a member, what a great idea for your friends. Give them a cor- give them a class. Yeah, I got to go in on Wednesday. I got to bring a Christmas tree into the morning news or to the lunchtime news. Lunchtime, yeah. News, so you can, uh, yeah. I get, they asked me to bring a tree in and give some tips on uh, on the yeah. Christmas tree. So That's right. I'll be doing that on Wednesday as well. So uh, if you want to see what I look like. And uh, there you go from there. <laughs> um, where are we at, Kath? Anything well, else you want to well, talk about right now? I was we got looking, a little bit of time in between callers. I was callers. looking at um, some of the classes because Colleen didn't talk about it, but we're doing a really cool one that I'm looking forward to seeing. Photographing plants with your phone camera and techniques using that in January. You can get amazingly good pictures with your phone pretty much yeah and i've learned from a few people that are in the know they say the more you turn your phone horizontally and you get nicer pictures you don't get that format. funny black yeah side to it yeah, yeah. so you, you turn them horizontally to use it but some of the new phones like the the high quality photos you get off them it's amazing and, and the settings in them are better than my old Absolutely. Yeah. And plus you, know. you can send them or do whatever you want on social media right away or... That's right. Unless go, you've used up your data plan. Yeah. Then you Then, <laughs> then you're, you're then in you trouble. <laughs> um, I have one fella 
Tyler, he's texting. We have a Cullinus spruce with a trunk three feet from the house. It has grown to the reach the height of the house now. Do we need to cut it down because it's too close to the house? Fear of foundation problems and how much will it grow? It, the problem is with those trees when they are close to the house, like they it, start to go bald on one side. Yeah, and you need to prune them almost every year. Otherwise, they just send they'll keep growing and growing. Um, if it's that close. I'm not really worried about the foundation a whole lot with a columnar spruce, um, but um, it it starts looking odd. Yeah, and don't you think, though, too, Merle, the fact that the root system has nowhere to go, and so all of a sudden it becomes one side's heavier, and it might fall. Yeah. And that does concern me a little bit. It'll typically go out away from the house. Yes. But, yeah, again, uh, unfortunately, a tree planted in the wrong space, so I would probably just look at possibly removing it. Yes. And uh, and, then get the proper plant uh, or tree into that area. Plant another columnar spruce, but away from the house. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I love those columnar spruce. And uh, we had a texter in earlier asking about different conifers. And I know we had a lot of different conifers yes. in. Um, I still have, like, we had Douglas fir, <laughs> which do grow here. And um, there's lots of native varieties, but we had lots of Douglas fir. Um, lots of the columnar pine. I couldn't keep them in the columnar mugle pines and the columnar. Yes. Uh, we yeah. do lots of the mountain pine. I'm but a, it I'm isn't going to go after your foundation. No. This gentleman is asking or this no. person is asking about their foundation. It's not going to go into your foundation unless there's a little bit of a crack or something. Roots yeah. are opportunists. Yeah. But yeah. typically those, they, they, they'll just send them out the other way. It'll, it'll go out towards the yard because they're more of a surface root. That's um, right. So you should be fine that way. But again, you're going to have to keep pruning it all the time and, uh, and go from there. But right now we got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, joined with by with Cass Smythe by with uh, <laughs> wherever joined joined here with Cass Smythe in the in the studio. If you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. You can call it 403-974-8255 or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. And those are both talk and text lines. And uh, phone lines are wide open, so give us a shout if you'd like. And uh, a couple of things going on that I just want to mention. It's the last day for the Spruce Meadows Market. So if you're out and about and uh, you're looking for some different kind of gifts, different things, um, check out that market. Always lots of good stuff going on down there. And uh, the Spruce It Up tent is close to the mini donut. So. Oof. And the bratwurst. That would be you, you harsh. Bratwurst that go. would be harsh. <laughs> Merle, you were talking about those red berries earlier. Yeah. They're Ilex. Ilex. Holly. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, they don't have the leaves on them, but they just have the, the all oh, the berries. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so we got lots of those in and in in stems, so you can add those to your arrangements yes. and things like that. I like natural berries. We I used to use pepper berries, but they shed so many of the berries that I kind of gave up yeah. on it. We uh, and also um, Joanna Chudy, who joins me here on Let's Talk Gardening as well. She's speaking tomorrow at the Okotoks Library. Um, for the representing gardening club. Yeah, she's going to do a talk at the gardening club um, on perennials. So, and I think that you can buy tickets, or if you want to go to that, um, you can you can check that on. It's from seven to eight at the Okotoks Library tomorrow night. 
um, at, for the gardening club. So yes. join that. And, uh, it's always can, good good discussion. Absolutely. And uh, and that's where Joanna is in her wheelhouse. She's, she has a good wheelhouse on a few things, but the perennials and the plants, she gets so excited and uh, and you get to get soak all the knowledge out of her. So she has lots of that to share with you. So check her out at the at the Okotoks Library, 2078. And I can't believe three weekends of the Spruce Meadows has gone by already. You like were I, saying, and yeah. the marketplaces are just going like... Yeah, it's been good. Weather's been good. Really nice and busy down there, so it's good. Um, oh, here we have Jane has sent an update on her orchid. Still waiting, <laughs> almost there. Look at it. Nope, she has blooms coming on her orchid. I'm not orchid, her Christmas cactus. Ooh, they're coming. Yeah. They're coming. Look at the nice shiny new growth on there though. Like on yeah. the on the one on the left that isn't quite blooming yet. Yeah. But look at the nice shiny and looks like it's getting some buds as well. So it looks like it has a little bit of flower budding happening. Yeah. yeah. And the other one on the right is blooming nicely. So nice work, Jane. Nice to see that uh, it's coming along. And I was looking at this pothos yeah. that's sitting on the top of the stove. I hope it doesn't live there permanently. It, it, that's a little <laughs> pot warmer in the back. That's right. But it's been in water and they said they've had it for years in water. It's time to transplant it. Give it some more life and let it go. Yeah. Into you put some that soil. into some soil. Yeah. What I would almost do again is just cut the top two or three inches off of that when you transplant it. That's right. And start another one. So that way you can put it in the pot as well. And yeah. And then you can, it'll branch out because uh, they, they yeah. root quite easily. They do. But because these roots are in water and have been for quite a while, you're going to find that you get it in the soil and it's going to wilt. Yeah. But don't panic and don't water it more. It's got to get, it's got to establish a relationship with the soil. Yeah. I uh, I love pothos still. Like, oh, I think devil's ivy and pothos, as they call them. Yeah. You know, and okay. they've renamed them too. And <laughs> I'm just, ooh. Um, ooh. Yeah, it looks like that's a big batch of that mealybug on that one. Ooh, um, we got yes. a picture of some a zygo cactus. Says, Can you tell me what the white growth is on the zygo cactus ooh. and what to do about it? Mealybug. Yeah, it looks like mealybug. So really um, just get a good, really soft brush. And uh, put this into the sink and sort of tip it over a little bit and just scrub it off. And I think that's what if it's, a, if it's fluffy or if it's a... Well, that's quite a colony established on that one leaf joint. But yeah. that looks like a really old holiday ca Christmas cactus. So I'd be working at it. Yeah. So scrape it all off. Um, and then even just wipe it down with uh, rubbing alcohol. Yeah, I was after. just going to say rubbing alcohol. You can get that from your pharmacist. Ask yeah. them for it. Or if you have pure spray green, you can yes. get a spray of that as well. Um, but you need to, uh, uh, when it's that heavy, I'd physically squeeze it off or brush it off. And like I said, even a toothbrush works if you have an old toothbrush. And you've got to persist. You can't just do it once. You've got to watch it and go after it because underneath that clump is going to be eggs and yeah. more. Yeah. So and they move. Yep, so definitely get in there. Actually, a toothbrush would actually be the best thing for yeah. that thing. scrub it and clean it off. And it's a good time to tell you you need to change your toothbrush. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to use it after good that. Good one, Merle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's go to Kim on the line. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. How are you on this wintry morning? Yeah, it's a, actually kind of a nice morning. Lots of snow. It's perfect for December the 2nd, right? A little bit of snow, not too cold. Well, 
I'm, I'm just north of Strathmore, and it definitely looks like winter wonderland out there. Oh, I bet. But yet I've gone out to the compost this morning, and it's not deadly cold. There's no wind. No, Gracious no, this type that. of winter I, I, I can take because I, I do enjoy the snow, and it's just uh, it's just gorgeous to have a little bit of snow, better than the brown grass and things like that, and it's good. Yeah, I remember one time we had snow about the end of November, and we had a white Christmas. Nice. Well, but nice? it was I was out in a tank top. It was so warm. <laughs> so it's like you blink your eyes and the weather changes We're in a very- moment. Yeah, we're very lucky. Like I, I, I remember a lot of times barbecuing the turkey out yeah, on the balcony yeah. in shorts and flip flops out there and doing the turkey and things like that. So, yeah. um, definitely nice. So the purpose of my call, I guess what I found some more garlic bulbs. So I've asked probably about three or four times about garlic planting, spring, fall just before it freezes. So I was able to get into the dirt and I put, am I just going to enjoy some rotted bulbs in the spring or do you think they might have taken? They probably have taken. Did you mulch? Did you put any kind of leaf, I, I put, leaves on it or anything? I did. You bet. You bet. Okay. So I know that's my best friend. My my Your, strawberry bed is covered with, but good. I had some extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. No, they're gonna. They plant in the fall. They like the cool soil to get going, and then next yeah, yeah. spring, and they're one of those early producing things. You'll be harvesting them in July, so. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Could have garlic for breakfast every day. Oh yeah. yes. That's our yeah, most yes. popular bulb. Like bulbs have really somewhat, unfortunately, got out of fashion a bit. Yeah. And it's amazing how many um, people want garlic bulbs. It sells yes. out every. It's so simple. Yeah. Yes. It is. It's the best crop. Okay, well, all the best, and you guys have a good holiday season. And off to the races in the spring. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, take Take care. care. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye-bye. Awesome. All right, where are we at for time? We should probably take a break. If you'd like to join us after the break, um, phone lines are wide open at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs here with Cass Smythe. And uh, and Jane actually brought in, she had a, her uh, vinca vine outside because they can take a lot of frost. Yes, they sure can. Um, so what I would do, Jane, is just give that a really good watering. And leave it alone. Yeah, and see what it does. And then just cut off any of the dead and then you can re-pot part of it and it'll grow fine for the for the winter time. It, it'll it'll be a great um, house well, they're plant. A broad, they're a broadleafed evergreen, so they yeah. they do quite well. Absolutely, as long as you don't go cutting them right off. Yeah, and uh, Carolyn from Vernon, I texted you a couple pictures from my phone. She's looking for some porch pot. So really, what we do is we have a nursery pot, and we just use soil. We get a bag of soil, and we fill it in. We compact it tight. And uh, and then we just start. Um, you start around the outside. You start with your your yeah. base, and you can use this taller cedar or fir, and you build around and and put I your sticks in. I tend to start with cedar because it's soft, and then yeah. I support it with the other yeah. material. It's hard to explain how to. She was asking how to do outdoor pots, um, porch pots. Um, actually, I should probably. What I'll do is I'll do. Uh, 
I'll do a little time lapse video on our Facebook page um, on how to build one. So I'll get that this week. So Carolyn, just keep checking our Facebook page, and I'll have one put on there. Just just create the focal point in the middle a little yep. bit, and then work out with your skirt and fill it in. And depending if you're going to put them against the wall, you can so make what, a flat back. Three to four bunches per pot. Roughly. I usually bundle a cedar, a bundle of pine, a bundle of. Fur. Yep. And usually what I do is that's a 10-inch pot, and I start and I build my structure. Yep. The old-fashioned triangle yep. approach to it, and whether you're going to go all around, start in the middle or start near the back and work up. Yeah, I like the all-around ones a little bit. Yeah, yep. I like the all-rounds best. Yeah, me too. Because you're coming down the stairs, you can see the back Absolutely. Of it. That's Absolutely. why I buy so many ornaments. That Yeah, wow. <laughs> Lots of pictures, and wow, the phone lines wow, just filled up. Wow, all of up. a sudden, yeah, I was just going to say, the okay, phone lines go. are full, Merle. Yeah, we better go back there. Let's go Let's go to Colleen. Good morning, That's, Colleen. Good morning. How are you? Good. How can we help you? I've tried growing several times coneflower in my front raised. I have a terraced front lawn yep. that gets the morning sun and part of the afternoon sun. And the coneflowers only usually last two or three or four years, and then they die off. And all the other perennials in that bed stay fine. The coneflower is a very short-lived perennial. It, it is, doesn't. Eh? It needs to reseed itself, and it needs to put its strength back in from there. But it's not unusual to replace them every three or four years. Oh, okay. You can okay. try the go to the echinacea as well, the purple ones. You get a little bit more of a lifespan out of those. Just this old-fashioned basic. That's what I've been using. Oh, which, really? Which variety? For pia. Uh, well, the Echinacea Magnus is one of the longer-lived ones and one of the larger ones. So, the, so look for one that has Magnus. In Magnus, it. and then there's another Magnus that's the dwarf. But I prefer the Magnus itself. Okay. okay. And they they seem to last quite a while. Okay, and that's a purple flower. That's the purple one. That's okay. the true purple. Okay, I'll take a look and see what what it is next time I buy one. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Colleen. Okay. Bye. And uh, got a. A question, can you start a boxwood from clipping? Absolutely, because that's yes. the calorie boxwood that you see in a lot of the nurseries now were cuttings that were taken from the John Reader, the Reader Rock Garden. Yes, most And those of are them. the ones that are in production now came from the plant that John Reader brought over from wherever he brought it from almost 100 years ago. That's 85, right. 85, 90 years ago. Yes. Um, and it's in full production in most of the nurseries. I know it's our best-selling boxwood and it's because it's nice and hardy, and it's and a great it's a plant. Lovely little broadleafed evergreen that, as long as you don't, but the soft tissue cal- culture is really good way to get it going. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's go to Reba. Good morning, Reba. Oh hey, how are you doing? Good. This is my friend Reba Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I love your show. Thank um, you. Uh, you guys, mm-hmm. uh, we have a yucca tree. Yeah. Plant thingy. Yeah. <laughs> And it's eight feet tall. Okay. And I bought the biggest pot that I could. It's a bought it at your place, actually. It's an outdoor pot, but yeah. I had to transplant it. Yeah. I only have uh, four feet of ceiling left. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can I, how do I, Actually, Dick, can you, I cut off? Yeah, it's actually the, really quite easy to do that. Um, you can just, you can actually almost take it down to three or four feet if you wanted, five feet. You can just cut the real thick cane, just get a nice sharp saw and just cut right through that. Go straight across. Straight across. And okay. and I would use lac balsam. Um, we have the, it's a bark sealant um, and it's a bark replacement. I would just seal the top of that 
and uh, and then you're fine. It'll just it'll send out two or three sprouts underneath that, and it'll just start growing again from there. And keep it, it will, really, yeah, keep it really it, dry. Like cut it, guys. Like right through. And the roots are on the bottom. No, no, no. no. So you know the long stem that looks like a big trunk. Yep. You can cut wherever, whatever height you want it to start at there. So you can cut it down to three or four feet um, up from the pot, just right at that stump. So it'll look like you'll just have a stick sticking out of the soil. Okay. <laughs> and it'll regrow from there. And then the part that you cut off, you could actually stick that in a rooting hormone into soil and you could start another one from there. Oh, right on, guys. Okay. Uh, I, I love it. I was shocked that it's growing like this. Don't get me wrong. I just like... Yeah, oh. no, I had to do... The, we have one in our office, and I did that to it a couple months ago, and it looks fabulous now because it was getting really long and leggy. So I just cut it off, and it sent out new growth, and it's it's perfect. So oh, awesome, guys. Thanks so much. All right, Reba. Thanks. Have a good one. See ya. you. Bye-bye. Ciao. All right, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Tom. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Merle. Hi, Cass. Hi. How can we help you? Well, I'm in a, a an apartment. My glass area is 27 inches wide, probably okay. by five feet tall. Okay, uh-huh. so you're getting a good, so I, good, good light coming through there. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Not not really. It's because there's kind of the windows are inset from the wall. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So I'm not I'm not getting a lot of light and no sunlight to speak of in the daytime. So I'm okay. just wondering what I could what I could plant in here that would kind of liven the place up. There's there's quite a few nice um, house plants that you can that you can have inside. Um, one of the ones that first comes to mind is the um, peace lily. Is a Chinese great low evergreens light. another one? Yep, Chinese evergreen, the sensevera, the mother-in-law tongue plant. It's a one tall spiky. one, looks big, spiky plant. It's got yellow edges on the foliage. It's really pretty. Yep. Okay. Some of the philodendrons can take a little bit low light. So there's there's quite a few. And the Dracaena marginata, yep. the dragon tree with the skinny leaves and it grows on a wooden trunk. It looks very interesting. Yeah. As long as it's within reading and it's a little bit bright, like it's amazing what they can survive in. And one nice thing is um, we have some regular grow light bulbs. You can even add some of them to any of your lamps in the house. And it's actually good for you too. You can just you can change some of the bulbs in your house to full spectrum bulbs. Okay. And then that'll add some nice real light into your house for you and your plants. That's right. And and All the right. other trick with low light is to not overwater. Yeah. Keep them a bit on the a bit more on the dry side because they need to, it takes them a while in low light to work use up the energy. So you can keep track of them by watering about every seven to ten days, just depending. Okay. And what about uh, fertilizer, Rage Plus would be good? Yeah, or? yeah Rage Plus is fine. Um, a good all-purpose 20-20-20 once a month is perfect for that as well. Yeah. Um, either okay. one of those is great. Alrighty, guys. Alrighty. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Alrighty. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, actually, we just got in. I know our house plants have just taken off like crazy, so I, I know uh, Zoe's been bringing in lots of great house plants, and uh, we have actually quite a nice selection, so looking forward to it. And where are we at? Uh, we're going to go to Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi. How can we help you? 
Well, I don't have any luck growing Louisia. Lois Hole really recommends it. Is it one of those that will do okay in Edmonton but not Calgary? It doesn't do as well here as it does in Calgary, but the trick, too, is that they are a succulent and they grow best almost in crevices and, and they don't want water gathering in the crown. Right, as, right. You know, so that's the trick. And poor soil. And poor soil. They, I personally use chicken grit or budgie grit or some real fine gravel and plant them in that. Okay, and, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then some, and really and truly they do need the sun. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Where are we at? We got uh, one more down there, Rose. We're going to talk some. We haven't had crabgrass for a while. No. Good morning, Rose. <laughs> Good morning. How Pearl. can we help you? Yes, please. Uh, in my garden, I have a lot of uh, quack grass and, uh, you know, brome. And I was wondering uh, in the spring, uh, when it's warm enough, if I spray. Now, uh, will, can I plant my potatoes into that ground, or could there be some residue in, in there, you know, for vegetables? Um. I, I, yeah, we recommend Roundup is typically the one product that can kill that. And I'm not, um, I know they say it's safe to plant in there. I just probably, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. Well, what can I do then, you know, because that's the only garden space I have. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a work is it when, it, when they're smaller, when they come up. Um, the sooner you get at them, the better. Yeah, just keep yeah. at it a little bit. You have to be a little bit diligent. Try not to break the roots up too much. Like get a fork. And right. when the grass comes up, put the fork uh, three or four inches away from where, and try and lift up a big clump, right? And then break the roots and try and get all the roots out. See, so the problem a lot of times when we pull, we break the roots off, and that creates three or four more. I understand, but are you saying though, if I do spray, I can plant into that ground? They, they that ground say, won't be contaminated. That's what they say on the on the thing. It says I know a lot of farmers. Everyone's using Roundup. I know. But the I, residual I, I, is there, and that's a root crop. Potatoes yeah. do build up. Myself, in my mind, now, I struggle with them saying it's okay. Yeah, I, I'm the same. You know, I, so, I like to have an organic. I, I really worry then I'm thinking, yeah. am I eating a potato with Roundup? So organic includes a bit more elbow grease, unfortunately. That's right. And, no uh, spray elbow grease. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Alrighty. And one more question. Can I ask one more question? Actually, quick I'm going to put you on hold, unfortunately, and I'll just take you off air because my time okay. has run out here, but I'll put you on hold and I'll answer you off air. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, Kath, for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Thanks for joining me. See you next week here on Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.